on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. David Bowie and Let's Dance, another one from our youth, 1983. Dance the blues. Oh, she's on. <laughs> what a cracking line that is. I know. I know. The joys, eh? The joys. So you are listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark. We're with you until 12. Um, it's with me, Tina Bettison, with Fiona Theokratoff, Rosalind Palmer and our guest today, Deborah Garlic. And we're going to be talking menopause, so I'm pretty much going to just kind of open the mic, hand it over and I'll sit back and... and uh, I'm sure but you're going to beam in, aren't you? I'm gonna, well, I'm going to beam in, but I'm going to be mostly keeping an eye on on the okay. The technical how long, how long stuff, have you got? Yeah, so that uh, so that you guys can just go. So Fiona, over to you. Okay, take it away. Well, Deborah, you came in pretty much exactly a year ago, I think, to have a chat with us about um, Hot Flash Mob last year, and I know that this this year has been an extraordinary year of development. Um, in terms of what you said to me at the time was you wanted to reach out to more people about the menopause. And I know that the activity you've had with companies this year has certainly sort of set the stage for enabling that in a big way. Could you want to tell us a little bit more about the company's work that you've been doing this year? Uh, the company's work, yes. Uh, and actually, um, Hot Flash Mob Day is World Menopause Day, which this year is the 18th of October. So we got uh, menopause trending in the top 10 on Twitter last year this year we aim to be um get it trending at number one so please do join in join the hot flash mob girls but and and then after hot flash mob and the release of the book um we had companies approaching us saying can you help um what do you do for companies um how would you um uh, how would this translate into the workplace so rather than um, so what do you think that trending on twitter had actually brought it to I, I know it did. that level of that level of attention i oh. think yes i think i believe it did um it was actually the first inquiry that we got um came after the twitter hot flash mob so that was quite interesting and that was on the back of the book and as we as we said last year fiona you and i um what we wanted to do from a hempicked point of view was reach as many people as we could um, so when we started to get the enquiries from the companies, it seemed like a great opportunity to, instead of just reaching people through our website, through the book, to reach them through companies and maybe help thousands and thousands of women and men live better lives through that. Um, so we, we, we got a few enquiries from companies and what we decided to do rather than talk to individual companies was bring um, progressive organisations together in one place. Uh, so on the 28th of February, we had um, a menopause in the workplace event, our first menopause in the workplace event. Um, and we had 43 people there and we had organisations like Morrison's, PepsiCo, um, the universities, um, the police forces, E.ON, um, Seven Trend. We, ha- we had lots of companies um, turn up. And so really big players. It, really big players, yes. And really keen to know what, what role they could play. Um, and it was good to bring people together like that because we had some people that thought about it and then others that hadn't. Um, and uh, and since then, we've been going into those individual workplaces to work with the HR teams and um, and understand what's the strategy, how could what what could their approach be. Um, so you're developing quite bespoke 
policies to a certain extent? We have a toolkit because the mm. menopause is the menopause, whether you're working in, I don't know, whether you're working in Seven Trent or you're working in Eon or you're working at the University of Leicester. Um, we, you know, the menopause is the same. But what we do is understand what their existing policies and support is, um, what the culture is of the organisation and the leadership style. So we can we can um, do bespoke um, elements to the toolkit. Um, and uh, and it, it's been phenomenal. I think Seven Trent was the first one to, to launch, to be ready. And they really are an awesome place to work. And the big question that we always get is, how do you get people talking about menopause? Um, and for us, it's um, talk about menopause. Uh, we set people <laughs> a target and um, around, uh, can you see if you can say menopause three times in a day? And uh, when that works at board level, and that's... You know you've made a change. You know you've made a change. And when you've got HR people that are are saying they don't mind that the um, uh, invitation is to a menopause meeting, because that made some people feel a little bit uncomfortable at first. Um, But now it's talked about openly. Um, So when you look at the perception of menopause, it's talking about it. It's busting the myths and the taboos around the menopause that enables the support and training and the good conversations to happen and i should think for men that must be a lot of their journey you know actually the myths like you just said because or or putting in any kind of knowledge that they might that they that they have absolutely well menopause isn't a woman's issue or a women's issue it's it's everybody everybody needs to know about the menopause because we'll all go we're all as women will go through it ourselves we'll experience it um and actually men have a very supportive role to play so both everybody needs to know about it and we get quite a few men in fact every presentation we do it's usually the men that stay behind a because um, some of them are concerned around as one said i could get this very wrong um when he started to have a conversation um so they're keen to understand what they can do to support and they're keen to understand the facts but we also know that we have so many men at the events and um, and during the training who want to know how they can support their wives, partners, friends who are going through it. Um, we ran a survey at Hempicked that um, you can read about on our website and we, it was a landslide. The question that we put was, what do men need to know or do men want to know more about the menopause? And it was an absolute landslide that, yes, they do, and they're really keen to support. Mm. Well, we've just been talking about the what you put up on the Henpick site, the, the results of your survey, because I thought it was really well-timed that, you, that you'd done that research and that what came out was, was so overwhelmingly positive, really, from a man's point of view. It was. The, the last question when we said, do you think me- menopausal women are sexy? That was just one we put in. <laughs> Um, and and it was really nice that that was an overwhelming yes women, uh, menopausal women are hot hmm, uh, yeah. it just comes in flashes <laughs> oh very good um, but there were some really nice um, really supportive comments and we're finding that um, often we um, uh, when we when we first go in to to talk to organisations and in fact Seven Trent it was it was their director of water that, um, that on the first day that we there came across and said I need to make sure my guys are there this isn't a women's issue we all need to know about this and I thought well that's just great and um, so taking perceptions aside because I didn't know what it was going to be like when we first went into companies 
Um, but we do know when uh, we put up for put uh, organise an event for menopause, they're, they're full houses. The first one we did at um, Seven Trend, it was completely booked up on the first day of advertising it. And we've now got the next two in the diaries. So um, that's, you know, that sort of response that sort indicates of resp- how, how strongly people feel. Yes. And, and um, the nice thing about the organisations that we're working with is they become so committed to it. Um, if I take Seven Trend, uh, or for that matter, the University of Leicester's um, first event is on Thursday. They've started to invite their own co- their other companies. So Seven Trend invited all of the water companies from across the UK to come to their event. Because obviously they want to showcase what they're doing. Uh, yes, and they've been sharing best practice. Um, University of Leicester have done the same. And on the um, 17th of October... Um, we're bringing together the UK-wide police forces from across the whole of the UK. So we've invited 43 forces. There'll be 200 people there. Because um, Nottinghamshire police have been um, quite a pioneering police force, haven't they, in this, Nottingham in this way? Nottingham police have been trailblazers. Mm. They, they were the first police force in the UK to have a menopause policy. Um, mm. So trailblazing activity. And W- w- wonderful progress since then and i think that's something that our sue was involved in wasn't she yeah, sue yes. jackson yes who's on holiday at the moment i hasten to add well which is why she's not here but i mean she was she works for nottingham police um and i think that was one of her that's right she was involved she was in the involved initial in, meetings, in the and, initial meetings yeah, and so on yeah, and she yeah. still is um sue jackson is um, a key member of the menopause action group for the police force um, so not only did she um, and Keely Mansell and Sue Fish um, pioneer the um, policy, um, but they've also encouraged other forces. So we're bringing everybody together in Birmingham on that day. And we've invited the Fire and Rescue Services and I think the Environment Agency are coming along too. So Blue lights all the way. Blue lights, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So so you 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 were you were talking about uh, so we call those would you call those menopause friendly um organizations now uh, yes um uh, we, we are we are wondering whether we give a kite mark to it or a hen mark hen picked mark <laughs> or something but we we um what we're aiming towards um my personal ambition in this i've set myself a target to speak to 100 companies in a year and where are you at the moment i'm about halfway there by the end of october so um and, and you said your first meet, your first big meeting was in February this 28th year. Twenty eighth of February. You're yes. doing pretty well. You're doing pretty well, I think. Doing all right. Uh, but the nice thing is um, that once um, these menopause friendly, as I call them, menopause friendly organisations, the trailblazing organisations, the pro- progressive organisations that any anybody should be proud to work for, um, they become advocates and they start to. You get the trickle the down effect, well. don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So on the 23rd of January 2018, nearly a year, um, we're bringing together the same organisations from before and other organisations. And what we're going to do is a knowledge sharing session. So those organisations that have done it are going to talk about this is what we did and this is the response that we've seen. So this is your next workplace, um, Menopause Menopause in the the Workplace workplace event. event. Absolutely. And where's that taking place? That's in Nottingham too, of course. Nottingham. Not everything has to happen in London, you know. Well, that's that's well, actually, that's another really good thing, you know, that Nottingham becomes the epicenter of this, you know, significant social development, shall and we say? It all started in Nottingham, and when I say men- uh, menopause-friendly companies, one of the things I talk to um, Nottingham City Council about, and whoever will listen to me for that matter, is um, Nottingham 
or Leicester will be the first menopause-friendly cities in the UK. Um, Coventry, because of the work we're doing with Seven Trent and Eon, are pretty close. They're um, they're coming up too. So we've got a little bit of a hub going on around Nottingham because we'll we'll have Nottingham, Leicester, and Coventry employers all introducing their menopause policies at the same time so if you want to get a supportive menopause move to the east midlands is that is that the message uh, if we if we do this right and we have a domino effect then actually the uk can be menopause friendly and that can't be a bad thing at all <laughs> sounds like a very good thing to me um i i, I just have visions of um of deborah with mrs may <laughs> 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 I don't know quite where that would go. I don't know. As long but, as the um, newspapers don't discuss their shoes, we'll be all right. Well, yes, that's very true, Rotten Ashes. Uh, I think we'll have to send um, Sue Fish, um, Chief Constable Sue Fish, uh, who was um, the, the who is the former Chief Constable of Nottinghamshire Police, and actually the person who signed off the menopause policies, working closely with us. So. I'm very grateful for all her support. And if there is that meeting to be had, I think we should ask Sue to do it. Sounds good to me. We will be back um, very shortly. We're going to have a little bit more music now. And this will be Clean Bandit and Real Love. And then we will carry on talking um, all sorts of issues around menopause and policies and what Deborah's up to with Henpate um, after this next record. You're listening to The Girls Around Town on Radio Newark, online on FM and across Newark and Lincolnshire on DAB Digital Radio. We are talking menopause this morning on the show with our guest Deborah Garlick and, of course, our regulars Fiona Theokratov and Rosalind Palmer, our wellbeing gurus. Um, now, Rosalind, you have a, a quite an interesting story of your menopause, don't you? Shall we share that now? Yeah, well, as you know, um, I had breast cancer um, 13 years ago and quite shortly after that, um, I was tipped into a very aggressive early onset. You know, I was only in my early 40s menopause and it coincided with coming back to the UK and actually going back into the workforce after a career break. And I'd always been at a high level. I'd been at MD and director level. And so I was able to go back in at direct level so no sooner had I sort of gone back into the workplace uh, and remarried as I mentioned then I was tipped into this very very aggressive menopause and at first I, I just thought I was going insane I mean I had memory loss um, the whole caboodle really hot flushes I wasn't sleeping um, weight came around my waist which I never used to have previously I just you know I was really struggling with a with myself but also trying to hold down you know a high level demanding job and I was in two companies and I'm not criticizing the companies per se but certainly this was nothing that was ever discussed and maybe it was my own belief and perception but I really felt and I think this is also true of women who've come up um, through the workforce in the 80s and 90s and the the noughties that we had to really push to be at the levels we were at uh, you know so I think it does really border onto sexism in the workplace to be honest that if you're seen to be not performing at a high level you know it's a bit it's it, well it's not career enhancing shall we say and so um, I never felt able I never felt I was in an environment where I could say actually this is happening to me once I realized what was happening um, so instead of that, I started taking antidepressants and sleeping tablets, trying to effectively 
mask as many of the side effects as possible because um, HRT wasn't an option. I wouldn't have taken it personally anyway, but um, because of what had happened with the breast cancer, it wasn't an option. It was a bit like, you've got to do this cold turkey. Um, and so I'm going through all of those things, including trying to operate corporately at a very high level. And it was a very lonely very hard place to be and so i'm very delighted that you know deborah is pioneering this and and as we said off air it's brilliant that these large corporations are pioneering it but as somebody who's really always been employed in smes in small companies i know that probably half the workforce are in small companies so we really do need to spread that message because you're right the culture has to change within the workplace i had time off they never knew it was because of the menopause. You know, it would always be a tummy bug or the doctor would just give you, you know, a letter saying it was for some unspecified thing. I just did not feel able to have that conversation. And as I say, that's probably partly my own perception, uh, but it certainly wasn't anything that was being openly discussed. Thank you. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's a story that your story is similar to a lot of the stories that we hear. Um, and when you say about is it sexism, absolutely yes it is. And tribunals are being won on the basis now of menopause not being taken into account. Um, and, uh, you know, so if organisations aren't the progressive organisations who are doing something progressively, they could also get caught out by Sex, Age or Disability Discrimination Act um, for not taking menopause seriously. Um, but that, that's, the, that's the if they don't do anything. The good employers are doing something about it and it is recognised, I'm pleased to say, that they they know that um, it's hidden, um, that there's absence going on that's to do with menopause um, that's hidden and being proactive about menopause in the workplace because a couple of employers who aren't doing something, I would say, have said this is just going to lead to higher absence. Well, no, it's not. Because the problem is at the moment is that there's absence happening, but you just don't know what it is and, and what's going on. So you don't know how to support it. Whereas if you create the culture where menopause is talked about openly and you put the support in place, you can have some really good conversations around. This is what I'm experiencing. This is how it's affecting me at work. This is what I'm doing to um, alleviate my symptoms. This is the help I, can, I, I would really like from you then I think that creates a really good conversation, a good outcome and much better support. Well, it's a much more kind of adult uh, interaction, isn't it, as well? I mean, that, those companies that you just mentioned, I've got no idea what they are. But that's, that, and that's a very fear-based kind of attitude, yes. really. You know, it's not, it, it's, it, it, you know, it's, a, it's, it's sort of sad to hear that being said, but I'm sure that there are quite a few <clears throat> companies out there. Y yes. Um, well, the, the government report re referred to it as presenteeism that people were at work that necessarily shouldn't have been and because they didn't think or because they haven't talked about it, they haven't got the support, they're not always getting the support from the GPs or from others around them. So it just goes on for longer. Or maybe the support is that kind of medicalisation again, like I mentioned, because, you know, effectively the support I was given was, you know, here's citalopram, you know, and, and you know, let's get you off the zopiclone, you know, because at night, obviously, I wasn't sleeping because of the hot flushes. Um, and the depression, I'm absolutely sure, was, was menopausal and hormonal-based, you know, plus quite a few other, you know, 
tail end of the cancer and life event things, which could have so been managed in a different way. I mean, you know, I know that now. I help women manage that now, and so do you. So I feel really passionately about that. that and that's not a criticism of antidepressants, but actually I think it's, in my mind, almost a failure that a woman just going through the menopause ends up with that prognosis and in that place. I, I feel that, you know, we need to stop that. So what would you have liked, Rosalind, in your organisation? I would have liked to know that the culture had been open enough for me to at least say, look, um, I'm struggling at the moment. So for you to have had a conversation. Yeah, I I am struggling at the moment. I'm not sleeping. I've just come in on like, you know, four hours sleep. Um, I feel teary. Um, I'm actually having trouble, you know, remembering things. I'm writing everything down. You know, I, I just did not, as I say, that would not have been a career enhancing conversation to have. It really would not have been. And bearing in mind where menopause hits, um, you said earlier, uh, we're now working through to our uh, late 60s. Um, Menopause hits on average at 51. I think you were in your 40s. Yes. Um, There are lots of women that go through menopause even earlier than that due to premature ovarian insufficiency. Um, So, you know, when you think about it, you could Mm. be working 20 years post-menopause. It's a long time to put up with it, isn't it? And and also, I mean, as you were talking, it, it... Given the time at which menopause usually hits, it's also the time when, for an awful lot of women, they've got other other things going on in their lives. You know, the ageing aging parents, um, caring for parents, sometimes caring for youngsters, teenagers maybe, you know, moving off to university. Um, but, there's a, but there's a lot of kind of, quite often there's a lot of caring responsibilities that are also going on quite heavily at that point in time. And you're trying to manage those and the menopause and work um it's it it's it can be a time for women i think where and and largely because quite often women i think are their worst enemy because they won't say you know what actually i need help Mm. you know husband partner i think that's really i need you to pick up some slack here i need you to help i was reading a book um by um, Dr. Rosemary Lem- uh, Leonard the other day, and it, it's it's a sort of a self help book about about menopause, and she does give some um, stories. Of it. And one of them, you know, she, you know, of patients that she's seen, you know, a woman coming with just that sort of scenario that you've described, and kind of saying, you know, my symptoms are terrible. And actually, to her ju- to her sort of um, credit, the doctor just basically said to her, "Go home and get some more support from the people around you. Tell your teenage children that they need to help you a bit more." ask your partner what he can do and then come back and let me know how you are doing you know once you had a little bit of time for yourself and to perhaps learn some relaxation techniques and you know that happened and you know that it's just it's just a story in a book but I have no doubt that it's based on a real person and it made that help made all the difference you know that's not going to happen for everyone all the time but I do think that 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 sort of lots and lots of things all happening at the same time is can sometimes it can sometimes make you think that it's all down to the menopause when in actual fact it's it's a life stage as well and we do need to be aware of that not to take it not to take it not to take the menopause out of the picture at all but you need to have a think about what else can be done you know look at things in the round Mm. well i think it's also about it is about how you can manage juggling all those balls isn't it i mean absolutely i'm I, th- I feel that I was very fortunate that when my 
um, when my dad was in the last weeks of his life and needed more care and support and my mum needed more care and support I was able to <coughs> just kind of drop everything else because I didn't have teenage children children um, and working for myself I could just kind of say okay fine I just don't now for the next few weeks months however long this lasts I can just focus on them and manage my my symptoms of of whatever I'm going through while I'm at it but a lot of women just don't have that that choice yeah. in a lot of ways and I noticed uh Deborah you've got on on the henpicked book club at the moment you've got um a book by Alison Pearson called how hard can it be um which if it's if it's anything I like as her. anything like as good yeah, as um I don't know how she does it she used to be my um, role model with that well you know I I, I don't know if, for those of you who maybe haven't read I don't know how she does it the opening scene is a woman um kind of pe- taking a blowtorch to some <laughs> bought mince pies in an attempt to make them really look like oh, she yeah. bought them and that scene has really really stayed I with me i did even read the book my niece told me about it because back in the day when i was running the pr company and had small children i i, I had like ready-made cakes or something and i was like bashing them up and doing something to them and my niece said so, have you read this column it's you so now this one this woman is now she's now written another book because kate reddy her character is now approaching that wow. time of her life she's approaching her 50th birthday and of course she's got now teenage children and her parents health is beginning to fail so she has got that that scenario um yeah so i think it will it, it feels very timely that that book is is out there now uh, indeed we've been um alison and i've been tweeting each other about the book and and actually it's not on our book club we're doing a survey we're giving away 10 oh, alison's rights um, apologies to anybody that um uh, that fills in the survey because i i'm, I'm with you i i and, and i loved the film as well um kate reddy did so much for working mums that we're hoping kate reddy can do so much for menopausal women um, so that's fingers crossed but it's it's a fabulous book mm. well it's just another one of those things it's, it's 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 just out there you know and people do talk about books it's going to mm. be discussed in all sorts of book clubs and it just is just another sign i think of where we are in society now well on that note we'll take a, a wee break for a little bit of music and then um we'll come back and and chat some more um because strangely because we are rapidly running out of time you wouldn't believe it would you we're nearly we're getting very well, close women to in the studio we're running out of time because we're talking too much good <laughs> lord <laughs> who'd, who'd have thought welcome back you're listening to girls around town and i've been talking to deborah garlic this morning we've been talking about menopause all sorts of aspects of it um and one of the things i know you want to talk about today deborah is world menopause day and the hashtag hot flash mob to kind of try and build on the work from last year so tell us about hot flash mob hot flash mob well firstly world menopause day who'd have thought there was a world menopause day um and there's always been a world menopause day apparently it's been going on for years um but last year what we did is we we, we had a bit of fun with a hash a bit of hashtaggery instead of hot flash hot flush we made it a hot flash mob which of course is what they say in the states isn't it, it? it hot is flashes what they say yeah in the states. and mm. of course um, it's a flash mob it's a number of people of course, coming yes. together um so uh, what we wanted to do was to raise awareness of menopause so we used that that hashtag through all our Twitter accounts and also through Facebook through the, do you mean through all the henpicked accounts and all well, the people who are part of henpicked or 
uh, well, we started it on Henpicked's um, account, but actually quite a few people um, have adopted it as their own. We don't mind. The more people that use Hot Flash Mob on World Menopause Day, the better. Um, and what we encourage people to share on uh, World Menopause Day is their views about it. So we have people sharing um, their thoughts, their blogs, um, any sort of events or anything like that. And if it's got Hot Flash Mob, we, we ask that everybody retweets it. Um, because the more tweets that happen, um, the, the higher up the, the rankings um, that that hashtag goes during that time. And then we have two power hours, eight until nine and um, uh, well, usually around about six o'clock um, so that everybody can jump on, see what everybody's posted and retweet them again. And last year we got, to, as I say, top ten. We, we, we were trumped. Trump was trumping. Uh, Trump was trending at that <laughs> or time. Or trumping so even, yeah. <laughs> anything to do with Trump was up there. Um, but uh, having said that, you know, menopause has never trended through social media. And if we want to raise awareness and get people talking about it, hot flash mob hashtag on World Menopause Day, the 18th of October, will really make a difference. And oh, it'll yeah. be a first. And it would so, be fantastic, wouldn't it, if Hot Flash Mob had a had, had a much higher trending than Trump. <laughs> well, it could. That just might happen this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you never know what he's going to do, do you? But um, Or you never know what's going to happen. But um, the more people that get involved in posting and the more people that get involved in retweeting, not the liking, because you don't get any points for liking on Twitter, um, actually retweeting. Um, I think there was something like 3,000 tweets in a very short period of time on World Menopause Day last year, which was just So that's awesome. what pushes it up the rankings. Yes, and right. the, the other nice thing that happened, it was completely unintentional, was that, um, if, if you like it, um, it helped everybody understand who's interested in menopause. Um, so we, we got to meet new people on Twitter who we followed and they followed us. Um, because it was the first time that we'd met them. So um, organisations, actually, there's a hot flash mob sisters in America, um, and we've been sort of retweeting each other in Menopause Cafe up in um, Scotland and all of these all of these other people. So it felt like I'm going to go follow them the immediately. Mm -hmm. Sorry? So I'm going to go and follow them immediately. Hot I, only need, I only need nine more followers and I've hit the 3,000 mark, so I'm going to go, go get them. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, it, last year, I think, our um, we saw a jump in our followers and quite a few of, uh, of the people that were um uh, hot flash mobbing and um, they saw a jump too but it's nice that the relationships have mm. continued and that we've all started to appreciate that we're all trying to do the same thing raise awareness of menopause and we can do that better together so if you're on twitter have a go Hosh, hashtag hot flash mob wednesday the 18th of october thank you we'll see you there absolutely oh What's ex what an exciting thing to do. I should look forward to that. Um, and, of course, we will have... We'll post that up on our Facebook page and on our Twitter as well um, so that uh, you can... If you if you kind of forget about it in the meantime, we'll be prompting you on the 18th of October. So we've just got time for one more record um, and then we can get a bit more detail out of Deborah about the other ways in which you can engage with World Menopause Day um, and Hempic website and all of that kind of stuff. Pink there and What About Us, which could be a, 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 a sort of vaguely cheesy link in the whole menopause yes. thing. What about us? What about us? Well, 
um what about these websites deborah tell us tell us how to how people can find out a little bit more about the um the the workplace menopause event that you mentioned menopause in the workplace.co.uk um yes because it's worth saying that we are working with some awesome employers but we want all employers to do this so if you find your employers are not doing menopause or not providing the right support for menopause in the workplace in your workplace please do encourage them to come along to the event on the 23rd of january 2018 that's scary isn't it 2018 um when they'll be able to meet those who have and share ideas and get some thoughts about how that can happen so um so that's coming up and hot flash mob um we were just saying tina that it's retweets you don't have to do your own tweets it's the retweeting of tweets with hot flash mob that'll make the difference and so join in Join in, Join yeah, in the flash mob. About, you know, it's it's our time. Yeah, it is actually. We we women are pretty awesome. Um, we uh, you know we are, and we're going to talk about in the workplace and yeah. um, uh, marketing to women over fifty. It is our time that Absolutely. we can ask for help. That um, we want to live our lives, and if we can um, get menopause out there, start talking about it, alleviate symptoms, get on with our lives. That would be brilliant. And of course, that's where henpick.net comes in. Um, always there the wisdom of women uh, we cover happiness health and wealth um, so please join the community we're on facebook um, and that's henpicked net community on facebook so please great, join us a great variety of, um, of of topics on there i always really enjoy just kind of dipping in in fact deborah i was i was saying to the others i dipped into your shoe article the other day i thought that was uh, quite an interesting one and one you know that uh, sort of resonated with me as being a bit of a shoe yeah. girl yes and who'd have thought our feet age well absolutely yes but they certainly do they change change shape just like we do <laughs> anyway Rosalyn, why don't you tell us about the mature marketing association yeah i will I'll also say that i actually um i'm a contributor to henpicked as well so um and hope to contribute more i'm going on tuesday to the mature marketing association it just segues and it links well to this because it was an organization um set up a few years ago really because they realized that so much marketing to the over 50s was outdated cliched not thought through so it's really a whole group of people really understanding about the baby boomers and that this is just a stage in our life and you know let's let's look at how we talk products and marketing to all these people well i'm sorry girls i'm gonna have to cut you off there because we have um we're very rapidly running up towards the news um, in the next 30 seconds. It's been fabulous having you on the show, Deborah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for coming in. It, Fiona, it's been fabulous having you for your last well-being. <sighs> it's been totally fabulous, darling, all the time. Yes, yeah. And but I shall be back. You shall be back. We shall look forward to seeing you um, talking about Inspire and inspiring things and what's going on there. And uh, Rosalind, welcome to the team and we look forward to um, sharing more well-being with you next month. Next week, June will be back in and we will have, um, our guest is a lady from the WI. We're going to be talking about their cookbook. But in the meantime, stay tuned for Craig. We are-